two years ago, American Pie reminded us of the friendship, the romance, and the embarrassment of our youth. Where's my big guy? Oh, no. Oh! This summer, the entire cast of American Pie is back for the next chapter of an American classic. I'm Jim's dad. Uh, I'm sorry, this must be uh, your daughter. I didn't get her name, but hopefully my son did. American Pie 2, rated R. At theaters Friday. See it free. What? By the ultimate edition of American... Lights, camera, action. With American Pie 2 then, a big thing with this was that essentially they had the success of the first film and everyone at the studio was like, oh, this is great. We're definitely going to make a second one, but, you know, no rush, no rush. And then just out of nowhere, they went, actually, we're going to rush this. It's the start of the year. We want it out in cinemas within six months. And they didn't have a screenplay made. They didn't have anything. And they start going through these different screenwriters because um, Adam Hurst is unavailable, the guy who um, co-wrote the first one. They can't get him back on board. They're bringing all these other Hollywood guys and they just aren't getting the right tone that they want them to. Eventually, they manage to get Adam Hurst back. The first thing he does is says, look, we're going to bulk out Stifler's role we're going to get as many people back as possible and then various other um, additional plot lines, which we've discussed previously. I will say now, to save some time here, because otherwise, I mean, we really could be here all night. We did do an interview with J.B. Rogers, the director of American Pie 2, and I'll link it in the description of this episode. You can also go to YouTube, search Spitballing Pod J.B. Rogers, and you can see it's about 35 minutes long. And he tells us about the entire process of writing the film, what was cut out and all of these things. So definitely, once you've listened to this, go and check that one out. A bit of other trivia. So the initial draft of the script would have equated to a three-hour runtime. Simon. Could this ever work as a comedy? Now, it definitely wouldn't work for an American Pie film. But like we remarked, even these Judd Apatow ones, like 40-Year-Old Virgin, Bridesmaids, etc., they feel long, and this is like adding an extra 45 minutes to them. Oh, you could, you, you could, you'd be wanting to kill someone. You essentially have to cut down on your comedy, don't you? You have to get their like heart to comedy ratio more, more plot in terms of heart, and you tune into American Pie to get more comedy and less heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Eddie K. Thomas was laughing so hard at Sean William Scott's antics during the lesbian scene that he actually had to be cut out of a load of the shots. This is why these scenes contain a lot of shots of just Stifler and Jim, even though Finch is standing right there next to them. <laughs> Fearing typecasting, Shannon Elizabeth declined to perform a nude scene for the sequel. Yeah, we won't want that for him. But... <laughs> uh Tara Reid was worried about being typecast also and so wasn't happy about returning for the sequel when talks initiated. She eventually changed her mind. I can imagine uh, how 
that came about. I imagine a few extra zeros were probably chucked at the end of her. Uh, can say purse like she's a boxer. Um, you imagine like mate- G- imagine like Jason Biggs looking around, being like typecasting. What's this? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's all about? Well, we'll speak about this a bit more later, but there are people who genuinely typecasting has just completely affected their careers when you look at Stifler and Jason Biggs where I mean it took Jennifer Coolidge a while mm-hmm. and she's still referred to as Stifler's mum there's worse ways to live yeah yeah. Um, yeah two of the major subplots that were filmed and subsequently cut out Oz and Heather cheating on each other and the character of Stifler's dad played by the late Chris Penn the male I was expecting Oz and Heather to cheat on each other when watching this, I'm also thinking they're definitely going to cheat. We're going to speak about that a little bit because, yeah. Um, <laughs> Joseph D. Reitman, the guy that plays the male EMT that helps Jim into the ambulance, is actually uh, Shan Elizabeth's husband. So yes. she managed to wangle him a job. The original draft of American Pie 2 found the guys taking a trip to find Nadia in Europe. It ended with Jim in bed with Nadia at a luxurious hotel in Europe. Basically, Euro trip. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Maybe that was re- uh, recommissioned, that script. I don't know. The big thing, obviously, the creative team say, the audience wants more Stifler, and so they give you more Stifler. Yeah, you can't say fairer than that. No. Um, I can't crop in the moment of... Uh, when he's first introduced because there's uh, some 41 playing in the background and I don't really want us to get wiped out of a copyright, but not a bad intro with uh, Kevin. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't see how we're going to pay for these uh, between us on summer jobs. And then bang, Stifler stood up in the back of the truck. Stiffmeister's coming back to Grand Harbour, deck the halls, bye-bye, Great Falls, wipe my ass and lick my balls, it's Stifler time, baby. <laughs> it, it's wrestlers who don't have promos like that. Vince has been looking at him saying, you know what, get you in. Yeah. Is, is Stifler's finance ever really explained? I think we just get the impression that his family's rich. Yeah, yeah, because he's thrown all these parties. He's basically, presumably, funding this. Uh, this second film, basically, on what they're saying. <laughs> well, I took it as they could split. They could split it between five. Basically, an- another four. one is yeah, yeah. I mean, someone else must have too much money around here because there's someone doing fucking fireworks inside <laughs> my window. What is wrong with his freaks? They're just really happy the Queen's dead. And if <laughs> if you didn't hear those fireworks, then maybe I alerted you to them anyway. So. <clears throat> This with Stifler, they bring him in more. If we were to say the first film, he's maybe an NFL kicker. Comes in, does his job, goes away. Very important job, though. If he's like a star wide receiver by the second film, and then he by the third film, he's quarterbacking. This, he gives you just enough to, to win the film for you. But still not taking all the credit. Still, Jim's Jim's got to Jim's got to take you home in this one. Yeah, whereas by the start of the third, they've gone right. We're throwing in front <laughs> of the center. 
making this his film. One of the most iconic scenes in this one is obviously the lesbian scene. Mm. And there's, I mean, so many questions in this. One, I mean, whenever they came up with this, they must have just thought they struck gold, just knowing with these actors what they could put together. But it all kicks off with Stifler running around the halls of this house like a kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's He's running around. Rubber dicks for everyone. The and, people uh, demand rubber dicks. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Even when they ask where he found it, it's like Finch's ass. It's just just such ridiculously hilarious and childish comedy. And I don't know. And then they still somehow ramp the scene up from there. Just while I'm just looking down at, at the quotes, Jim having to defend his kissing to Stifler and then asking if Stifler was trying. Stifler was trying. He was. <laughs> That's a great bit of uh, flipping the script on him from Jim. It's actually probably the best bit of thinking on his feet he ever does because <laughs> he's realising he's getting mocked for his kissing and realizing, you know what, I'm going to have to turn this on him. And he pulls it off. Yeah, fair play to him. Keenan, um, this situation here, just to paint a dark image in your mind. You're not asking him if he would do it. <laughs> movie Madness are on summer camp. It's 2001. Things are a bit more liberal in uh, what you're saying. TK runs down your hall saying rubber dicks for everyone and you're in this situation. Um, How much are you taking for the team? Are you going as far as Stifler? Yeah, fuck it, why not? (laughs) I guess that... That makes me finch in this situation, so I don't know if that's good or bad. What what, what level of what level? See, I, I really don't want to answer this because I just I'm just not going to say I can't <laughs> I can't ask you the questions that I need to ask you to give you an answer. <laughs> it's a back and forth here. It's not a simple decision. They're they're too keen, if anything. <laughs> like Stifler is bang on it. There's there's some questions that I need to pose of you first of all before I can give you a before I can give you a reasonable answer, but I don't feel like I can ask these questions. You can go right ahead. Mm, I'm not sure I can. You sure? It is right. Stifler is too readily available for it, isn't he? Yeah, he's bang up for it, mate. (laughs) The beauty of it is, well, none of the lads seem to until that point have realised that what everything they do, we're going to have to do. And yet they still, two or three things happen, yet they still don't quite cut on. I was like, oh, oh, right, we're going to actually have to do this. He, um, Stifler just, he just wants that hand job. Yeah. He really does. And that's the point where everyone's like, you know what, that's a bit too far. Yeah, I'm not, I'm probably drawing line before that, I'll be honest. Stifler <laughs> seems to approach it from the angle of, um, you know when you stayed in a queue so long that you're like, well, I've stayed here so long now 
that I kind of just have to stick it out because I've come too far. It's that the bad, seems to it's be the bad how Stifler's approaching it's, it. It's the bad film conundrum, mate, basically. Put some on in this shit, and once you're like half hour into it, you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll sit and watch it till the end. <laughs> As I've got older, I've been more inclined to just turn it off. Yeah, but you're weird. I'm not sure that's weird. That's like... Well, I, you know, because I say this, and my time then is spent like watching Two and a Half Men for the 15th time, or... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm... It's, it's more... It's the only way I can put my two fingers up to the creator of that film. No, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like people would side with me here. Once you're, once you're so far in, you're just like, you're in for a penny, you're I in for a I think I'm in the minority for sure. Yeah, and that's fine. It really depends how bad the film is. The, the worst is actually when it's just a bit bad. I'd rather it just be completely bad and at least let me endure the film to complain about how awful what I've just watched was. Oh, yeah, for, for definite. If it's like a five out of ten, then that's, fucking, that's a nightmare. Because it's passable. I haven't got, I haven't got overly low. I haven't got loads and loads to complain about, but I've got not a great deal to compliment either. That's shocking. I'd rather it be shit and hate every like. I'd, I'd rather vi- like visibly hate it. You boys are both reflecting my thoughts on Kevin. I would rather hate you. Don't just be in the middle, <laughs> Kevin. Don't just be, be something. nothing. Just yeah. Give me something. Yeah, you're gonna love Piranha, Keenan. When we get there, I'm not fucking watching Piranha. <laughs> He's gonna love it. I don't know how many times you need to hear this. Yeah. You, you, you you realize it. I feel like we were talking about this the last time TK stepped up on the yeah phone. yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Your answer then was I'm not fucking watching Piranha. And funnily enough, my stance is not softened. <laughs> I think we'll get there. You you might get there. I just need to present it as like. I tell, I'll I'll tell you what. Sorry, I, I I'll rephrase it. You will have to pay me to watch Piranha. <laughs> I'm paying to do the podcast as it is. Well, hey, look, you make your choices. I'll have to I'll always it's like Hot Fuzz or Parada. I'm not doing fucking Hot Fuzz either. <laughs> I'll always enjoy the Keenan giving answers like that. They can give it a, hmm, like he's just said maybe. Like he's just given like an on-the-fence answer rather than an emphatic no. Well, because usually if it is a straight no, he'll just... Kind of pretend he's not heard it. What's this up? shows me a level of consideration. What's up? Sorry, I honestly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not rising to it. No, no means no, Luke. You've got to understand. No means no. No, genuinely. Sorry, I stopped paying attention because I was laugh- I was thinking about how emphatic my no was, and then I didn't. I'm not sure what I was considering. I said, usually, if it is just a straight no from you, you'll ignore the question. And so you answering tells me it's being considered. Um, do I, I don't think I ignore many of your questions. I don't usually ask many or any bad ones. Very many bad ones. Fuck off. Hesh, are you? Um, well, it's no need for me to watch Prana either yet. We're still at this juncture. I mean, you're suggesting you don't ask him many bad questions. You just asked him if... Essentially, what do you do for some lesbian action with yeah. the rest of the pod members? Well, it's pretty honest, pretty tough gig. I've been trying He's to essentially ask, would I, while would I press I a button that says "stick with dildos" <laughs> for the last five minutes. And I don't, I don't know what's going on, but these people are going to have a lot to answer for. Um, but there we go. Maybe move madness two hundred. Um, Hey, you can always be swingers. 
Maybe. You don't know, it'd be swingers. This could have been a, a little behind the scenes for you all. Well, could have was, been doing swingers. There was a thought process behind that. Could yeah, have been each other baby for the whole pod. Yeah, so what, it was a very good thought process, I will grant you, but nonetheless, you've denied me the opportunity to do a pod on swingers. Well, maybe we'll do swingers versus piranha, and uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, what, where, on. where do you want to make a bracket there? <laughs> you, What's the uh, angle? Let's, if we draw back to Star Wars, if I say you underestimate my... But there's a bloody daddy long legs in here now. What the hell is wrong with this guy? It's just, just getting it started so well, and... Something's happened off air, admittedly. It's like you developed ADHD after we threw this pod. I, mean, I kind of feel, <laughs> I feel like I may have. Um, all right, I'll try and be more professional. Mm. My dildo button's not working, and I just really hate Daddy Longlegs. You know what he gets like when his dildo button isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> um, Super glue is one of the other highlights. Of this film, can you even imagine that moment of realization? I really do wince watching this because when he's like immediately just trying to like basically rip it back off, you're like, "Don't do that, Jim. Jim, don't do it." And then it's <laughs> what he says first. He goes, "Oh yeah, I've been missing out." And then, <laughs> now, Keenan, the downside for you of you being here is this does mean you are the one that is going to get the questions. Um, Jim takes it upon himself to climb out of his window onto the roof. Is he not better off having the embarrassment of calling someone else in the house? Um, if he can't get a door open, how does he believe he's going to get open <laughs> some paint thinner, pour it on, and get back all unseen? Fair point. I suppose it's, uh, he's obviously he does try. He tries to play a safe option though, doesn't he? As stupid as it is, <laughs> I mean, he don't want that work. The incredible thing being that he's like trying to avoid embarrassment. Like he hasn't had some of the most embarrassing things already happen to him yeah. already. I mean, at, what's at the... some point, I feel like he just needs to he needs to throw it in and just be like, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah, he never really <laughs> accepts it, does he? He's like, no. I can't he, really like, accept these embarrassing things happening to me. Like, he, like even the ones, like I I feel like at the moment I try to rifle, rifle an apple pie. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My my shame in any situation is nil. Even if people like, even though the world doesn't know about that part, I'm sorry, fuck it. That's the lowest thing I'm probably ever going to do. That would probably be the only only positive from that scenario. Would be that you'd think, well, nothing could be worse than this. Yeah, that is that is the most ashamed of myself I'm probably likely to ever be. So what else really matters at this stage? And yet he carries on like he's like I don't know, some outstanding citizen. Fair play to him. He's uh, takes it on the chin, keeps moving forward. He's Golovkin in round nine. He does keep moving. Like, he keeps walking tall. You got to you got to say something <laughs> to the boy. Like he's got some chest. Like, he's all over it. But like at some point with that, you just combine the fact that 
you just should should really just become bulletproof. I mean, fuck it, what are you going to do? Yeah, fair point. Um, and he looking at it through uh, how he takes it. Looking at it through the uh, 2022 lens, when the police show up at that point, you're fearing the worst for Jim. You're thinking, oh, his life ruined. There's a couple of moments during the films where he probably could end up on a register or two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Runs a close game, are Jim? <laughs> <laughs> the reunion, they're certainly playing fast. Than <laughs> <laughs> the reunion, to be honest, that should be register. <laughs> Stifler really does start going, you know what? I think you might actually be a danger at this point. <laughs> yeah. He should be making. He should. Like, I'm not saying grass on your mates, but <laughs> every 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 rule's got some exceptions. Um, where were we? Okay, Jim's dad. He does him a favour. He shouts at that lady in the waiting room, puts her in her place, tells him it's not Jim's fault that she doesn't approve of his uh, material. Jim's dad's um, some boy, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. Well, we we start the film with him on one, and was he he apologizes after breaking in. Jim's going to town, and he says to her dad, "I apologize. I don't know your daughter's name, but hopefully my son does." <laughs> <laughs> Just the best, the best ever. The best ever film, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, just sensational. I mean, the effort each of these films go to to go, look, we're going to have to have an absolute blockbuster start here. <laughs> yeah. and um, the, Which has the best starting, starting scene is a, is a good question. Maybe we'll do that at the end of three. There you go. With Jim's dad here, so we know from the trivia from the first one, I'll cast your mind back, that they wanted him to be played as a kind of one of the boys kind of dad in the first <laughs> film, like wink, wink. And Levy said that he wouldn't do that. He said he should be the kind of dad that's incredibly endearing, but his son would be completely embarrassed by. And he loved improvising. And one of the, things that he said if they wanted him back was they basically just had to give him some room for him to improvise and I mean, again plug the interview JB Rogers had worked with the Farrellys and so he was well attuned as to getting the best out of people and so he would just let him flow and he would just do it do it do it and Jim's dad there'd be a an element of preparation to it but he'd have all these different speeches all these different angles to go at and they just had so much when they went to put this together in post-production that they've got as much footage on Jim's dad as they have Stifler. And it all works out perfectly in the end because Jim's dad basically is... He's essentially the the blocker into letting this become a super bad he keeps there being some kind of moral question in it. He keeps there being some kind of heart involved and all of these things. And he just keeps it on that, whether you saw the right or the wrong side. I think it's not quite being a family film, but you know what I mean. 
sucks. He, he sure <laughs> that there is some heart involved. Yeah, incredible decision on his part to go, no, I'm not just going to be one of the boys. I'm going to play it this way. Because in theory, you'd think that would be funny. But the way he's obviously plays it is just so, so much better. When when the first film came around, he's one of the only um, <clears throat> recognised actors at that stage. Mm. And so he probably had as much pulling power as anyone on the set of the first film, which they didn't think was going to make too much money. And so it was probably if there was ever a time for him to flex his muscles, that was it. And it worked out. He went from having what should have been a minuscule part to being one that they flesh out just because of how gold he is. And he's got a good few moments in this. The one in the car where he's giving him the nice speech about maybe Jimbo or Jumbo. (laughs) But let's not tell your mother about this. How much does Jim's mum know? Because they've obviously covered up the pie. (laughs) Is she totally in the dark to what her son is like? I think she must be because I don't think she'd ever, ever look at him again if she knew all of this <laughs> but they do bring up the webcam incident in a pta meeting so do they name jim do they literally name him then uh, i don't think you're able to i was gonna say so in which i don't really know how his dad gets wind of it in that case but unless he just reads between the lines and go that sounds like our jim <laughs> maybe if they describe it as like with an eastern european student <laughs> And then he puts two and two together. Or he's left school at that point, hasn't he? So maybe they maybe they do say. Is it... Forgive me here, because where I've watched these films in fairly quick succession, it could get blurred. Is this where he asked his dad if he would pass up Marty? No, that's in the next one. That's literally right. the day of his wedding. <laughs> Gotcha. It's sensational. Gotcha. <laughs> that no. that build-up of it. <laughs> no, 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 no way. <laughs> uh, all, for all the support he gives him, uh, like uh, at, at any available opportunity, he does let him know that he thinks he's a white white pole. That he's made a catastrophic error on that yeah. one. He's honest. That's what he gives you. Yeah, he does give you that honesty. There's how he sort of swivels from it each time. Like, well, I'm with your mother. Like, no, no, but I'm not like your age. Like, but if you're a college guy, oh, absolutely, I'd go for it. Obviously, I'd go for it. <laughs> In a, a heartbeat. <laughs> um, other characters we've got. So Finch, we spoke earlier about Finch. And he comes out of his shell a bit more in this one, TKM. He starts the film telling us how many women he's indulged in, in all these different galleries. And it's an idea that they only really then explore in the reunion is that they actually question this incredible life he's supposedly living. I don't know how it takes that long. But the whole film is basically that he's just so infatuated with Stifler's mum. Yeah, it's tricky because, I mean, do they flesh the character out or is he at this point just lusting after Stifler's mum for the entire film? Um... Well, I mean, even so, that's more than he got in the first one. I don't know, because in the first one, you do have that thing where, you know, he obviously creates a rumour about himself. That's a pretty funny sort of sort of gig. Maybe we just see more from him this time. Mm. I think you get more of him in the, the wedding and the reunion, as you said, a reunion where they basically confront that he's lying about this life he lived, which 
I think as a viewer, you probably suspect throughout. <laughs> you probably go, he's probably lying about most of this. Is it understandable that he can't move on from Stifler's mum? <laughs> he's what, 18? Yeah, his, his first, first woman he's been with. His um, first sexual experience being with that woman is going to be a bit of an experience for him. He's probably never quite getting over that. Well, and everyone already held up Stifler's mum <laughs> to the height that she is. Like She was a local celeb. Well, yeah, like, that's the thing, like, that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be his opening act and yet it is and yeah, the only ones who give, really give from that the only ones really giving him credit for it, though are all the milf guys they're the only ones giving him credit for what he's done yeah and two great guys maybe with everything else that he says there's some skepticism as to uh, whether they believe him or not I mean, I know Stifler is kind of like an add-on to their group. I do think it is really odd that nobody really thinks it's odd that Finch has been through his friend's mum. Like, they're all just like, well, yeah, you got with Vicky and you got with... And obviously Finch with Stifler's mum. No, that's not the same (laughs) thing. That isn't the same thing. And they're all just like, yeah, that's nice. Happy for him. But it's one of them where, as immoral as it is, it's a tough one to hold against him, particularly when they have seen Stifler's mum. It's also one of the many reasons why Stifler as a character works is that he takes some of the biggest L's it's possible to in these films. And because of how infatuated he is with Stifler's mum, he spends his summer meditating working on Tantra. By the way, I'm not sure how that would have gone in the lesbian scene. Oh, he'd, he's been he'd building, have up, all, he's been building up all summer and suddenly it's <laughs> <laughs> going to be like an earthquake in there. That's the first time he sees lesbians is going to be enough. Um, Remember when you tried to get Tantra at Luke? Not quite the way Finch does, no. <laughs> don't think I'd be able to pull that off. He didn't have the discipline. Well, not being able to pull that off, maybe that is actually how you go to <laughs> But, I mean, it's not going to work for me playing the quotes here. Maybe I'll be able to add it in post, but it is the single moment in all three of these films, potentially any comedy that will make me laugh the exact same <laughs> as the first time I saw it. What? Is then don't touch me while I'm tantric <laughs> to the point where I've got it filmed on my phone so many times because every time I watch the film, I film it on my phone just so over the next few days I can just watch the clip back <laughs> over a few times just because it cracks me up that much. <laughs> His look saying tantric. What the fuck is tantric? <laughs> the noise he's making. Uh, uh. And Jim asking if he'll teach him and him refusing. Everything about it is is just perfect. The staggering thing about that, though, how Jim and some of the others do just go along with it. Just go, oh, okay, that'd be interesting to learn that. Like, what do you... 
this guy knows nothing. You know he knows I mean, nothing. He gives it a big sell. It, he does seem like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about, but they've known him since they were kids. I think you'd have an idea if this guy's full of shit. And the thing is, with so many things, and we've spoken about this in sports, we've spoken about this in um, on these films before, confidence is just <laughs> the, the, yeah. the biggest way of selling anything. And the fact that Finch does approach everything with such unwavering confidence you'd either just get worn down from doubting him or you would just believe that this is what he's been doing and if I imagine he he's the guy who goes home and unless you're with him you have not a clue what the hell he's up to and so he may well be working on Tantra the whole time he's at home <laughs> <laughs> and so I can't I made the joke before and did say to someone don't touch me while I'm tantric and they just looked at me like I don't know what the hell you're talking about and it's not like I could google it you know, what the what the hell are you tantric here <laughs> Just no way out. Yeah, you don't have the same persona as Finch either. I think it just becomes a little bit cre- more creepy when you're saying it. <laughs> what he's coming. Well, he's trying to be a bit sophisticated, whatever. I just Are you trying to say I'm not? What you trying I to think say? he certainly gives a better uh, impression of a sophisticated, cultured individual. If you could lie as well as Finch, maybe you'd be. I'm not saying you're any less than he is, but he's just a better liar. I'm going to say you right now. That hurts. <laughs> not a little bit, a lot. You're not a cultured, sophisticated man. Well, not as much as Finch is probably the bigger issue here. There's cultured man in this film. Not, not a high bar, I realise. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I have to find that from a phone recording. <laughs> not heard from Keenan in a while. I hope he's not tantric. <laughs> oh, I'm just listening to you two fucking idiots. Don't speak to me when I'm tantric. <laughs> oh, no, I'm genuinely just listening to you two fucking idiots and I ain't got a great deal to say. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> I was gonna. It, try, I did feel like chiming in when TK said you weren't sophisticated, but I thought, why pile in? He's not need. If um, could you believe I, when he tried pushing back on that suggestion? <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> Incredible! It's honestly disgraceful. <laughs> if I send you all the sound bites that I had down, and you used to like doing the impressions, if maybe you can just do the little sound bites for me, I'm probably not going to do that. But you're still there. Um, you do a great Stifler's mum. Say, say Finchy. No. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Um, so the storyline that would have been Stifler's uh, dad, that's who it was going to be on the other end of the phone when he's there and he kind of gets very serious about who's going to be coming down to meet them. And it's going to be his dad. He was essentially like a bigger Stifler than he was, but was quite horrible to his son and really put him in his place. It does happen that 
he gets switched around and we get his brother who as far as entrances go in these films <laughs> him introducing himself with uh, fuckers 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 is a pretty good way to go about it pretty easy gig for stiff- just a, a small stiffler easy just do the so, same thing as this guy does so when we first started getting all these interviews, I messaged just about everyone from American Pie. And the most depressing thing is when you get an email back and you have a split second where you you know this could be a yes. And I remember the first email back was from... Uh, Eugene Levy and I thought this could be huge this was just after the JB interview and I thought if we go from JB to Jim's dad (laughs) this would be like we could just stop the podcast there and then because there's not going to be any topping that just release them back to back on a Sunday and we just ascend into heaven unfortunately it was a He's not doing any interviews right now. Fair enough. He's done plenty. He probably has uh, better things to be doing. But when I was looking through, I found um, the Instagram of the kid that plays Stifler's little brother. Now, a large part of me was aware that this was probably, what, before he's even in secondary school? Mm. If anything, it's early on. He was probably sick to death of being called Stifler by the time that year finished. But he he really did seem to hate any mention of Stifler, Stifler's brother. And it was only about a year ago I saw a post on his account like, I finally accepted this. I can embrace these times in my life. So, but he does point it out. The pressure of being a Stifler, not for everyone. <laughs> Would have been a great interview though. Oh yeah, him really resenting any reference to Stifler and us just asking, so what was it like being Stifler's brother? I mean, if, on the basis that if he's accepting the interview, he probably would have been happy to do it. It would have been great if he had accepted, but been like, look, I don't want any mention of American Pie, though. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to ask him about a little shit we don't know about. It's nearly Christmas time, so we might try and get um, Keenan's man from Die Hard uh, <laughs> back on the line this Christmas, so... Just a one-on-one conversation with them, I think, would be fun. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be part of it. Because <laughs> he didn't accept you on Facebook. Add me. <laughs> oh, he, wished, he wished me a happy birthday. Yeah, that's disgraceful. Even what, worse. Wishing me a happy birthday or they're not accepting you? Wishing you a happy birthday. Wow. Yeah, it's just, do you know what I mean? He spent all that time. Oh, just just hurtful, that's all. Well, to close out on um, Stifler, he does eventually get his high moment where he does bag what he finds out aren't actually lesbians at the end of this film. He gets his grand moment. Very much uh, Dodgeball obviously follows this with the I'm not I'm not yeah. a lesbian, I'm bisexual. <laughs> like that's oh, okay, then there's a happy ending. <laughs> What do we think of the band camp bits in here? 
What do you mean? Compared to the rest of the film, are you happy when it's a trip to band camp? Are you less happy? Are you looking forward to these bits? I could take all of them. PT. Excuse me? That's what his name they cut they say his name's PT. Oh, sorry. I feel like once we'd have one of them, we I think we got like three of him being mistaken for Pete. Yeah, I think we could probably lock one. <laughs> I was uh, also a little confused. Is he just like can he just break into this bank out? Is there he just seems to just quite routinely just rock up. By the sounds of it, they aren't used to people trying to break in, it's the other way around. Yeah, it doesn't seem unfair. <laughs> Oz and Heather, I feel like this is the um, Kevin and Vicky from American Pie 1. You've got to think the response to them here in this film is the reason as to why they don't make the wedding. Probably. Like, they don't give them much, do they? Let's face it. Well, so there was the initial storyline where they were both going to cheat and feel guilty and then realise they'd both done it. That was going to be the big thing with this film. Usually they resist and then they come together and they're happy at the end. This time they were both going to cheat and then realise they'd both cheated on each other. As you've just suggested there, TK, I was going to ask, were they given the tools to succeed here? Is there much you can do with these characters to get more out of them? Because... I feel like you're beating a dead horse with Heather. It was like they'd had a, like scenes cut or something with it because it's like, oh, so it's just two people talk on the phone together and you're going to think something's going to happen like her end, she's going to be, I don't know, on the phone to him but whacking another guy off at the same time or something. There's going to be something <laughs> awful happening here. But no, it's just this mundane. Oh, okay. But- those scenes were the last things they shot. They had to have to go back and shoot around 19 scenes because of changes they made to the script and the plot. Yeah, it would have just been... I think they probably should have gone with the, the cheating angle. Mainly because a lot of these things are obviously built in realism. And whenever you kind of met someone, it was like, oh yeah, you know, I've I've come away to uni. My boyfriend's also at a different uni. But just knock it on the head then, love. Just break up with him. Because you're gonna you're either gonna cheat or you're gonna break up. What are you doing? Everybody has that thought in their mind. Well, That's what you got with Oz and Heather. Just like, come on. Well we asked um JB about that, didn't we? And he said that the reason was when they tried that with testy audiences, they basically just didn't want any of these boys to be unhappy. And as long so, as you bring it back round in the end, it's fine. But they weren't. They were gonna have it that they both basically realised well then if we're going to be this far apart, then we should we really be together? <laughs> well, in that case, speaks volumes to how little everybody thinks of Kevin, that we're happily letting Vicky go off with this other bloke who they've purposely made about <laughs> 40 years of age, by the way, just to signify that he's older. <laughs> oh, what's this bloke who's everybody's dad done? Why is he up to as well? <laughs> Even in like the little cuts when they do the next morning, she's like, look at my date, he's over there asleep. He's like, yeah, because he's probably going to have to sleep in until... <laughs> The man, the man's in his mid forties. He's not used to this. I feel like they literally paired them together because he had blue eyes. Like maybe it made no other sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know why else he was chosen. That will always be great though when they do a thing of a girl in a comedy has got with someone older, and so they have to make the guy <laughs> twenty years older on them just to really signify that wow, he's a bit more mature than you guys. If 
you could go back and reshoot it, would you replace him with Nadia's date from the end of the reunion? Probably a bit too quirky for our Vicky. <laughs> she realises after Kevin that it's all about the personality. <laughs> Probably is the sort of thing that would happen to that girl. She would go for a load of like, I don't know, like drug addict blokes or something, just to someone with a bit of bit more spark with them. Finch should have had a pop. Should have had a pop. I don't think anybody could have blamed him either. Actually, Finch probably has the least right. I think Stifler could have had a pop at anyone and it's, look, fair enough. You're lashing out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blank slate. (laughs) Oz, I thought, is basically there to be the antithesis of Stifler in this. Like, he doesn't have the punchlines that he got in the first film. There's no real jeopardy to his character. He's not tested at all. We don't even. They see... really do kill Oz in this, don't they? Yeah. Well, in yeah, in the right. first one, there's a couple of moments, isn't he, where Stifler puts like girls in front of him, and he's like, "No, I, I don't need that." And you get the start of this film where there's Stifler, and there's hearts on her panties. There's hearts on her panties, <laughs> and it's just to show how ridiculous Stifler is. But after that, I mean, he's even on the outskirts of the scene with the two women. If I'm redoing that scene, I add him in there and see what sacrifices he makes for his boys. That's really weird. Well, we're not getting anything else from Oz. <laughs> no, she want him just fucking going skiing? No, but I want him to refuse. And I, want him to <laughs> I want him to at least have some kind of emotional decision to make, because in that scene... Essentially, they're all looking and they don't want to be the one that looks like they're uncomfortable with their sexuality. He spent the whole first hour of the film telling Stifler, look how comfortable I am. I don't have to look at any other women. I don't have to worry about my uh, girlfriend being overseas. All of this. Look. King of the dot. Money where your mouth is. (laughs) I feel like that's a bit more than money where your mouth is, mate. (laughs) She just want like a cutscene afterwards to him and Stiff just looking really awkward, being like, "Look, we're never going to talk about this again." Is that what you're going with? No, no. I, I, I think there's just when it when it comes to acting, and with some of these, it's a low bar. I think he's nowhere by no means the worst actor of the bunch. I think they created a character in the first in the first film who was able to play to both sides in they use him like when they throw the rug uh the american football in and he's a he's a babe magnet as they call him here and you have it he's messing around with the boys he's shaolin monks and all this i think there's just a couple more things that you could do with him rather than just have him as being a guy nodding in the background and shouting at a delivery guy saying i've got my hand on my dick right now (laughs) he doesn't really give us a lot more No, you are probably right. This probably does kill him for the third one, doesn't it? This probably does. Yeah, Justice Roz. Because Heather was already a, always a pretty dry character. Once you got past their storyline being the tamest Romeo and Juliet ever, can a choir chick and a jock get together? Well, yes, quite clearly it's yes. happened here. There was like nothing more for them. That was kind of the journey, I guess, wasn't it? At least have it like they've broken up and in this they have to get back together, but then they were saying they don't want to distract from Jim's story. Who'd have thought Jim's got the most girls on the go in this film? Unbelievable. <laughs> Some boy. Tell you. 
place after his old man. Well, uh, the thing I always bring up here, and it is Harper actually, and I said this on the first American Pie podcast, being sat in a computer room at school, and I have my glasses off, and he said, you know, you look like Jim from American Pie with your glasses off. And then I put them back. I was, uh, no, you actually like Jim's dad. Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. That lasted long. I actually felt quite complimented when I was told uh, Jason Biggs. I thought, well, movie star, I can take it. There we go. I'm just going around trying to get the Jim's dad stuff to finish. Like, I look just like Jim, don't I? I look just like Jim. Well, I wasn't going in expecting someone to say you look like Oz. So Jim, <laughs> look, we can take that. We can work with that. Maybe the biggest question of this entire podcast. How is Jim sure that Nadia isn't the one? He really spends no considerable time with her once she's back in town. She's subjected to what should have been an incredibly embarrassing, well, also complimentary moment from Jim. Complimentary? <laughs> Look, two times. <laughs> if she kept going she could have had Jim go and book a tea she, five times she, five she, she. I love the idea you think she's going to be coming away from that girl why just smell boosted just falling, falling in love with her I mean maybe maybe this is the difference between a male and female mindset once she's got over the unsatisfactory feeling the feeling of betrayal and all of these things, it's Jim shouldn't be able to blow beans twice that fast. That is something going from her. You really can't get past his reload ability. You just can't. <laughs> you seem mesmerized by it. <laughs> See, she says the word shaved, and he is like, Vung. he is ready to go. And. I think, upon reflection, maybe in her older days, she'll look back on that like, <laughs> I was some piece. <laughs> You'd hope not, to be honest. <laughs> the rough old life she's got to go on now for the next 25 years, she's looking back at that and going, fucking hell, it's decent, mate. I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> she's going to sit there and she's going to reflect on it for the rest of her days, but <laughs> I, I struggle to see how that's not at least a compliment. <laughs> there we go we'll move on Um, (laughs) well same point but we'll just go past the complimentary stage (laughs) she likes him more than the other way around and he just surrenders that instantly now I mean he's never moving off her like that he's never quitting on that like he does I've got another question after but it's the fact that he doesn't even like he's made up his mind like he doesn't even entertain it it's quite a sudden decision as well it does just dawn on him oh the bang girl is the one that I like and by the way Michelle is never helping him I know she's fucking weird but she isn't helping him get with some other girl no (laughs) right this is how you finger a girl no that isn't happening or maybe she's just that blown away by Nadia as well fair play 
You're probably looking at this situation going, you know what, Michelle, I should take this as a compliment, really, because a guy like Jim spending this much time with her, she's going to look back on this in 20 years and go, wow, it's a real compliment. I'll be honest, she should be taking it as a compliment after that Jim doesn't even sample the goods and he's willing. Is it? Jim makes a choice he doesn't really have to make. This, this for me, with Jim, because Nadia, we see the event straight after this. She knows what she wants, all of this, and she's still willing to ride with Jim. This is like, what if Gerard joined Chelsea for me, this what if? <laughs> what if? What if Jim says, Michelle, I appreciate what you've done. Let's be honest, we both helped each other out here. You weren't getting much either. Let me at least give this a go with Nadia. If it doesn't work, I'll come back. I'll be back. I know where you're going to be. Let alone with an option to buy. You gotta understand I'm chasing Premier League medals right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when once I'm past my peak, I'll come back. And Keenan, I hate to say it, catchphrase of the pod, don't wanna be piggish. Michelle doesn't have to know. <laughs> yes. This is the key component. He could have sex with Nadia and still go back to Michelle. This is not a choice he has to make. Uh <laughs> all very valid points. However, it takes it kicks fuck out the love story angle, doesn't it? That they used for four films. <laughs> yeah, if Jim suddenly becomes if a love story. If he's piling in an hour and twenty into film two, the wedding's got a different tone, isn't it? I'm telling you, we honey, have a reunion one, and Jim's left her with three kids to go and get a younger model. <laughs> I'm telling Jim's you, just a monster. The end of the reunion after building up is Nadia strolling through the door, and Jim going, "Yeah, fucking, I'm all over it. I'm at the door." You spin this, Jim. They shack up in this lighthouse. Jim, he's got his new moves. He's going to work. Jim doesn't bust. He realises, <laughs> I don't actually like you that much anymore. I prefer Michelle. You tie that back to the first film. Look, maybe something that happened earlier in the film that Jim's not proud to admit when he was practicing with Michelle, he knows you get a callback, flashback. Romantic. Tick. Compliment. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> Your idea of romance might be <laughs> a lot of people's opinion. Comedy. Tick. We make up for what Oz, Kevin, Heather, Vicky haven't been pulling their weight. <laughs> And we get the happy ending. He runs down to bank camp, half chubbed. <laughs> and he says, Michelle, I made a mistake. I hope you can forgive me. She says, how did you find out? We don't need to give you the details. <laughs> what I know now, I'm a band geek. You can see we've had longer to think of what this should be than they only had six weeks. Because... I'm not going to lie. Regardless of that fact, I'm really glad you didn't write this fucking film. <laughs> it was disappointing there. I think everybody's career is murdered by your decision-making in, in that instance. Correct. For a second, I thought Keenan was about to say he'd really like to see that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if the, problem, the problem with your ideas here, mate, is you just... The third does niche... <laughs> no longevity yeah. in your ideas 
Was it the sound Jason Biggs has no way back. Everyone just thinks he's a monster now. You, you, you trying to simulate balls clapping wasn't a great moment for the pod. <laughs> um, I'd argue one of the lowest. Especially oh, um, with the slowness of the moment. I was thinking, what's going on yeah. here? And then, oh, he and then really, he's doing he really it. really went building to a round and ra- rousing. That's the recoil. That's, that's the recoil. <laughs> because on my mic, when it gets too loud, this little red light flashes up as if to say, what are you doing now? Because I was about to go for a third clap. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm just saying options. What, Keenan? I'll keep when you this. do your editing later, I won't be. Consider cutting. <laughs> like, no, as a tip, because I know you've practiced it with. I don't want to be piggish. Yeah. The next seven minutes, <laughs> every word that came out of your mouth <laughs> makes you sound fucking horrendous. <laughs> it's a teen comedy, <laughs> like. Don't like, yeah, but don't also don't double down on it now. Like for all the, this is our 150th podcast. You're telling me this is the hill you've decided to die on. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if we're gonna go out tonight, uh, if if this is it, we're turning the lights off at the end. That's fine because I really like round numbers, so I'm okay with it. But just give well, me the odds. Give me the heads up. Boys, just an equivalent of I'm out with the lads as well. There, so it's a team comedy. I'm out with the yeah. boys tonight. Look, come on. Well, you know what? When they say like a bloke with a big truck. And it's like he's trying to make up for something. I lost my sound effects about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> and I feel like I now I have to make up for it. Oh, what? So you just fucking nose, you just nosedive off the cliff because you can't play a trailer. I didn't think oh, this was Jesus. a nosedive. Sorry, you become reliant on technology, son. <laughs> Oh, 148 episodes of the pod we haven't done this. It's taking you one and a half. To well, no, I've just been added it in, in post, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Oh, I mean, just can't play tent. one clip unless I mean, it's what we've resorted to. Keenan, I dare say there was more than one clip. If you'd heard the first segment of the podcast, we were averaging one every uh, 12 minutes. That's lazy from you, I'll be honest. Well, we were getting the quotes and then we were reacting to them. It was um, it was in, uh, yeah, it was in get, trying to get around some homework by putting a clip in. You, yeah. If you could have heard... If you could have heard how disheartened he was when he got the wrong clip, though. Really, really <laughs> superb. Made it all the, worth it. I got the wrong Sherman. <laughs> so, um, Keenan, last thing on this topic, and I will ask you the question. Um, two incidents like this that we have um, discussed on the podcast. I will say the first time around, you were a lot less um, thoughtful than you are now in that you weren't making any accusations towards the host. In Project X, he leaves behind Alexis to go after Kirby. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. what Jim does no. more or less egregious? <laughs> it's less egregious. <laughs> Why? And I want to hear you say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'll be honest. Well, you've I was going to say fill in TK, but that doesn't feel much better. You, uh... <laughs> I'd rather fill in TK. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, the problem is these things work. This does will it's get a good clipped. thing. This is remote. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, honestly, these things. It's a good job we don't have two lesbians stood in front of us, so I'm getting terrified. Getting instead of quid pro quo. I've been, I've been, I've been stung too many times by you and your ability to edit things. <laughs> no, I uh, don't. I don't fight the man with the editing control. Correct. And let's be fair, I didn't edit one. I took you quoting someone for a training day <laughs> and i believe you played it to me maybe 19 times <laughs> but if you're going to explain what you like pushed in <laughs> on air <laughs> tk what? do you want to explain which is more egregious the project also, incident or can this? i just can i just call you back a second what do you mean i was less thoughtful uh you weren't going oh you know i think you might want to delete this i think this is a bit too far <laughs> oh, forgive me for forgive me to fucking try and save your podcast. He's trying, yeah, he's trying to help a friend out here. Yeah, he's so, trying, uh, when you're up in court, he's, he can go. Oh, well, look, I did warn him. Where was this I in the Project X one? And what's go, the difference? Go for Mel Gibson if you want. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you'd done the terrain you'd just done at that point. That was on the Project yeah, X podcast. <laughs> well, you can both expect a message after this because aside from aside from the sound effects, I didn't think that was that bad. I thoroughly enjoyed. Maybe I'm not the uh, the barometer you need. I'm not saying no, I, I I got very different answers from you and Keenan um, regarding my casino edit, which we won't go into on the air now. Um, <laughs> but your TK Project X, um, I, I've got them on on similar ground. To be honest, with you. I think in in both instances, it could be dipping into this girl and then going back to this girl that he, he likes. Look, they're young men. In Project X, he does literally pull out and go downstairs, though. A remarkable decision. I mean, a remarkable level. In this sense. He makes Finch's tantric discipline look pathetic. The discipline he shows (laughs) in Project X. Project X, numbers game. I mean, I really think she'd have to understand that in that film as well. She'd really have to go, look, I mean, that is... (laughs) That's Alexis. That's an absolute rocket. As Miles Teller would say, that's high school pussy. You're not saying this about Nadia? I don't think on the same level. I mean, look, I like Nadia, but that was... Are we all going to say the same thing about... With all due respect to Michelle, one to American Pie 2? Hmm? What? No, okay. Don't worry. What'd you say? <laughs> well, Keenan's got me on the back foot now. They're going to swing it now. I think Nadia's taken her foot off the gas um, between the first and second <laughs> film. Wow. That's I incredible. Knew I knew whatever you were going to say then, I was going to enjoy it. <laughs> maybe that's six put, weeks maybe spell, that's you'd say she's let herself go. <laughs> she hasn't let herself go. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> that's what you're insinuating. I didn't really notice that much difference in it. There's a difference. I think the yeah. colour of her hair has changed, maybe. He sounds so fucking I think she looked taller. She looked taller. Fuck you know. He's looking in that second one going, oh, I couldn't go near her. She's she's pushing six foot by the second one. Oh, oh, I couldn't go near her now. I'm in a tough spot where I know it's better to not laugh at your own joke and it sounds better, but I'm wanting to laugh more at my own jokes than anyone else's, so... <laughs> or maybe like can it in his background noise or something after. Um, well, Someone's going to be listening to this. Isn't it? Who's fucking laughing like mad? Oh, wait, it's Luke. Um, so we'll move, we'll move on. Um, I've got a more thoughtful question. Um, who wants it? 
Well, well, you seem to have just stuck with this idea of asking me all the shit ones. So you might as well ask TK. You might as well ask TK the decent ones. Oh, I think this is a good question, um, TK. In the first American Pie film, we get the perspective of both males and females, and then in the sequel, we go almost strictly for the male angle. Was that the right decision for this film, and was it the right decision for the longevity of the franchise? Do we get the female perspective in the first one? I'm, I'm assuming here you're going to elaborate on this. Well, we at least have scenes with Vicky speaking separately to Jessica. We have her take on what Kevin isn't offering. Mm-hmm. And that's the female perspective. She tells us that, that she's not being pleasured here. Yeah, that, was a real, that was a real dirty move on her part. But dirty. I mean, I think that's really what about a cut two percent of the film so I, I don't know i think we've got a bit of a male bias on both of them i i know what you mean um it's really teenage slash young men perspective isn't it these films that's what prop it up so i think with this one they've probably worked they've probably worked about where where they need to, what what route they need to go down and i've just gone route one with it yeah they know where the gold lies by this point and they're just funneling all right, well, let's do our end of film questions because we do still have a, at least another film to get into. So, Keenan, the highest moment for any character in American Pie 2? Um, good question. I think there's three and they all involve Stifler. Yeah, it's probably it probably is Stifler at the end. I've got Stifler when he thinks he's found lesbians. Well, just when he finds a blue dildo, actually. <laughs> Stifler when he finds out they aren't lesbians. That's and Stifler when he sees uh, when he sees Jim superglued. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that could be a moment as good as him finding two lesbians. <laughs> I think, I think your second moment now is your winner, mate. What do you reckon, TK? By the way, him, when they're looking to put the dildo back and they're like, they can't work out where he's, he can't work out where he was. Like, I can't remember shit, man. I was too excited. I'm in a lesbian <laughs> stronghold. <laughs> His mind's just gone blank because he's just been too excited. Um, it turns into Oprah. Rubber dicks for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's going to be him at the end, isn't it, with those two women? Not bad going on his part. And, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the lowest point for any character, Keenan? Probably Jim getting super good. <laughs> I do have one alternative, and it's cool. kind of a group one here. All of the boys, when Sherman is calling their party a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a deep cut, isn't it? What about Sherman bagging Nadia? Because he plays that quite cool. <laughs> that should be the lowest moment in the film, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> For any character. It's definitely as happy as he wants when he gets back. When someone goes, have you seen Nadia's up there with Sherman? He's like, mm. played myself there. Probably makes him feel less special as well. Yeah, knowing she just has a thing for nerds. 
bit of a tough <laughs> tough gig. Well, even just that she moved on that quick as well, like. I mean, yeah, I mean, that is the highest moment as well, isn't it? It's the lowest moment of any film, but it's also the highest moment. Human being able to do that is staggering. Is there a better quote than don't touch me while I'm tantric? I think that's got to be, it's between that and the dildos. I think the people demand rubber dicks <laughs> is pretty, pretty spectacular. <laughs> any alternatives, Keenan? No. No, not really. Dortmund beating City. Um, Jude. Best use of soundtrack. I've got three down here. Interesting to hear what you two believe it to be. <sighs> now, again, I apologise for getting lost in this. They use Fat Lip in this one. They do. I Yeah. So they play Fat Lip on the drive to the beach house. Yeah, that's pretty good. So how highly, how how highly of your driving to a destination does that does that line up for you? That is pretty great, isn't it? Yeah, that's 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 a great. uh, The soundtrack for these, I've had my American Pie style playlist, which has been hailed as uh, reviewers say great playlist, Byron. um, If you wanted a uh, recommendation there, (laughs) she's high praise indeed. Look, if you give it a listen, songs that have been in American Pie or sound like they should be in American Pie. Excellent. Fat Lip on the drive to the beach house. Sleeper here. I don't know if any of you are going to answer. Everywhere by Michelle Branch on the beach montage. Okay. Great tune. Smooth Criminal during the superglue. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. I think it's probably Smooth Criminal during the superglue, but Michelle Branch is... That Michelle Branch song is special. Same as uh, Sway in the first one. If Mutt doesn't exist in there, then it's Sway for me. I won't sing it for you here now. I did actually have in my notes to do that, but I'll spare you. To be honest, throughout the films, nothing gets me as hyped as listening to James. (laughs) Yeah, it's, that is perfect. That is, it's genuinely perfect. I do remember the first time I actually worked out what he was saying. <laughs> because I just didn't think they would be that brazen in what I considered to just be a pop tune. Yeah. I mean, the song is just called Laid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what, how old was I when I first watched it? Below 15. Yeah, it's yeah, a fair point. That was that um, genre at the time. They could sing about that. Yeah. Not having a job and fucking MVP. I've gone Jim for this one. Oh, big Jimbo for the back to back. Not easy to get back to back. Yeah, it's, it, again, it, it is a, it's, it's Jim, isn't it? I think Stifler makes a play. Ones? I think Stifler makes a play here. I think this is this is this is your this is Stifler's warm up fight and um. What the film we're about to move on to is 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 when he really takes the crown. Sets his stall out, getting pissed on, yeah. chasing a dildo around the house. It's, it's it's a good entry. As much as I disagree with the decision, turning down Nardi is a power play. <laughs> that that is, it is that more takes powerful some doing. 
yeah, than than the opposite. CK most expendable main character. You don't even need to ask, do you? <laughs> I actually agree with you in this film and the way it actually comes out. I'd be quite happy just to bomb off. I don't need it. No, it's Kevin. No, I, I see my hatred for Kevin is nowhere near as deep as yours and CK's. No, in, yeah, in this film, what they do, what they does. do to Oz is is enough that you could probably he might even be more expendable than Kevin in this film. He is. You just don't need. You, he, he adds. He brings nothing to the party. I just have enough resentment of Kevin that at this point I would even take <laughs> Oz giving me fuck all than Kevin. I like that when um, they ask Kevin, um, Oz says, oh, "But you slept with three girls uh, this summer," and he's like. Come on, Oz, rule of three. <laughs> He's just confronting them, but obviously I was lying to you. Come on. Like they should always translate in that every time. Um, hey, Kevin does get them all to go on this whole thing. The whole thing is set off by Kevin, yeah. whereas he's done that. Oz, I, I, I don't know what he's offered. I thought he offers, kind he of offers nothing. <laughs> I thought of bombing Kevin here was just going to be like a running bit through the show. It still all is. Right. Don't worry, carry on. All right. Um, best scene before we move on? Dude, the opening does actually does slaughter me every time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, tricky this because I think I'm going to be doing the opening scene each film. But uh, there, there we go. 